Hey guys, Dave here. Uh, just sitting out by the fire pit. Yes, I actually am sitting by the fire tonight. <laughs> you might even be able to hear it crackle a little bit. Though more likely you'll hear the sounds of my neighborhood. Maybe a police car or somebody thumping bass as they drive down the street. But uh, I just wanted to take this time and say thank you. I've been watching the numbers go up of... Uh, numbers of listeners and subscribers and downloads to this little podcast and it's just blown me away and so i'm i'm just so humbled and so filled with gratitude uh, that you would take some of your most precious commodity which is your time and spend it listening to these silly stories that i write and and then turn around and record for you <laughs> And so uh, I thought the best way I could say thank you to you for now um, would be to bring a bonus episode to you, uh, an ad-free bonus episode. So um, I've had a number of requests to hear the next chapter of the short story, Grizzly. So that's what I'm bringing to you tonight. Thank you so much. Chapter three, five months later. I lower my binoculars and take a bite of squirrel jerky. It's about 500 yards away and moving south. It's been doing that little by little, migrating south, I mean. I'm not sure how many miles I've tracked it now, but suffice it to say, a lot. The bear's wandering, like it's lost and just trying to survive. Thus far, I've seen it take down a moose few deer and a black bear like they were stuffed animals but all those animals were unsuspecting they haven't had to deal with a grizzly in over 90 years I won't be so easy I've managed to evade becoming lunch for other natural predators wolves coyotes and mountain lions I've even killed a few in self-defense I didn't bother cooking and eating them Something about that just seems gross. I've been eating fish mostly, but also squirrels and rabbits. A bunch of helicopters have flown overhead. So many I've lost count. Some even hovered near me for a time, probably looking for any trace of my family in me. I always hide from them. Even during my earliest survival days when I was starving, before I figured out how to hunt, before I figured out how to fish and live off the land. I can't let them see me. If they see me, they'll catch me and bring me back. I don't want to go back. I have no reason to. Not yet. Not until my mission is complete. I've determined that the bear is alone. I haven't seen any more grizzlies in the area. And trust me, by now, I would have. Every time I see that thing's ugly brown fur, it makes me nauseous. I picture what my wife, son, and Down Syndrome daughter must have went through as it tore them to pieces so badly that I couldn't find anything but a shred of t-shirt and a blood trail. How dare you, bear? You want to come after me? That's one thing. But a woman? 
and her children, one of whom has special needs. How dare you? How dare you? I can't take another day of it being alive. Today's the day. I'm going to kill it. I know its moving patterns now. I know when it hunts, eats, sleeps, migrates, even when it craps. And I know what direction it's going next. Wasn't hard to guess. It's following the river. It just finished its lunch of fish, which means it's teddy bear nappy time. I watch through my binoculars as it lies down in the tall grass next to the river. It naps for about three hours at a time. When it wakes, it'll continue its journey to its next meal. That's where it'll meet me again. Where it'll meet its end. Wow. Poetic. Ha. Okay, it's time. I get to my feet. Giving the bear a wide berth so as to not wake it or risk it smelling me, I walk several hundred yards downstream of the stupid thing. I stink of campfire, which is probably why it hasn't smelled me thus far. When I'm satisfied that I'm far enough away, I choose a tall pine tree close to the riverbank, with plenty of low branches. The trunk is about five feet in diameter, with bark that chips off when I grab it. No problem. I fetch the thirty or so feet of nylon rope I found at an old campsite. I remember the host of one of those TV survival shows a long time ago saying that the one thing you can always count on in the wilderness is human trash. He wasn't joking. The things I've found out here are amazing. The rope, as I mentioned, a sheet of plastic that I use as a rain tarp, two old steel cans I catch and boil rainwater in, an ancient backpack which I store my supplies in, and an old dull pocket knife that I've resharpened using river rocks. That's been my most valuable find. I've been able to skin animals, clean fish, and whittle spears, which I've found are my weapon of choice. Almost everything I've eaten out here I've speared. It took me a while to figure out the art of making and throwing them, Sending a spear hurling into a rabbit or a squirrel without alerting them is no joke. I missed dozens of times before I finally got one. Since then, I've had several quote-unquote lucky shots, or times that God took pity on me and caused the spear to find something that should have got away. But I've got it down pat now. A spear is what I plan to kill the grizzly with. I fashioned one just for him. And yes... I verified it's a male. This spear is about as tall as me and a couple of inches thick. All my others are about four feet long or shorter and about an inch thick or so. They're better for killing small, fast animals. For a behemoth like Mr. Bear, I need something big. I've been practicing with it for a couple weeks. I'm confident it'll do the job. I unspool the nylon rope and fling it over the lowest sturdy-looking branch. Satisfied that it'll support my weight, I loop one end of the rope around my shoe and pull myself up like a well bucket. The branch is maybe 15 feet up, just high enough to keep me out of the bear's reach should I fail. If it climbs the tree, 
which I've seen it do, I can always go higher. The higher branches are strong enough for me, but not for the bear. Perched on the branch, I check my binoculars. I've got a decent view of the sleeping giant from here. I settle in and snack on another piece of jerky. After a couple hours, the grizzly stirs, yawns, and begins its leisurely lollygag along the river, which will lead it to me. I get in spear-hurling position. As it gets within a hundred yards, my spear's ready. I keep completely still, with my throwing arm cocked, as the beast moseys to within ten yards, then five yards, then ten feet of the tree. I'm getting nervous, anxious, excited. It stops at the bottom of the tree and sniffs. Yes! I left it a little snack as bait, some of my delicious squirrel jerky. It's irresistible, especially to stupid beasts like him. It's almost in the perfect spot for me to score a shot. Just a little to the right. Come on. The grizzly inhales the jerky, then looks right up at me. What? It roars. This is it. I slip as I hurl the spear at its right shoulder blade region. Wasn't my best throw. The spear hits and bounces off. No! The grizzly stands on its hind legs. Like all I did was infuriate it. I'm shocked at how tall it is. Gotta be eight feet. It walks to the tree, hugs it with its arms, and straddles it with its legs. Then it starts climbing like an athlete climbs a rope. And almost as fast. It never takes its eyes off me, glaring with those cold, evil black eyes. Fear strikes me like lightning. But I remember that I've got more spears. Just not as long or as thick as the one I'd failed with. I take one out of my backpack. The bear is real close. Maybe five feet away. I aim for its right eye and toss it. The bear reflectively reflexively swings its head. The spear splits the bear's right ear, then tumbles end over end to the ground. The grizzly moans, looks back at me, and keeps climbing. I've got maybe two or three more spears. I reach into my bag. No, I'm wrong. Only one left. I pull it out. It's a short one. A three-footer. The bear's claw is like two feet from my shoes. I aim. Steady. The bear lunges up again as I throw. The spear strikes at the base of the bear's neck with a sick thud, sinking in about a foot. The bear stops climbing, lets out a roar, then slides down the tree. It lands gracefully, then swats fruitlessly at the spear still protruding from its neck. It, it writhes for a minute then gallops off into the woods. I watch it, dumbfounded. What do I do? Do I pursue it? Or wait and see what happens next? Uh, I decide on the latter. That thing is smarter than I gave it credit for. I pull out my binoculars and watch as it runs full speed into the brush. I lose sight of it after a couple hundred yards. I wait an hour then let myself down the tree in the same manner as I came up, 
which is trickier than it sounds. I retrieve both my failed spears and head in the direction the bear ran, keeping my eyes and ears peeled just in case it's lying in wait for me. But there's no sign of it. Usually, if I get close enough, I can hear it. But I don't. Think I'm safe for now. The sun is descending, so I need to move quick. I've got maybe an hour and a half before sunset. About a tenth of a mile up, I finally find the blood trail. Perfect. I follow it for what feels like miles, but was probably more like half a mile. In a clearing next to the river, I see it. A bundle of that unmistakable brown fur. I approach it cautiously, spear at the ready. The grizzly is laying on its side, nearly motionless. Its diaphragm is moving, but it is clearly incapacitated. My spear is still protruding from its neck. Its underside is wet with dark blood. I pull out my long spear. The grizzly's left eye is closed, right eye is half open as I step around it. At this distance, if it tried to stand, I'd spear it through, like right through the heart. The beast now looks like a pathetic, deflated version of its former intimidating self. Its one eye open lazily fixes on me. It groans. Should I end the beast now? Put it out of its misery? No way! I've been waiting for this. Well, 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 I say, exuding far too much bravado. Looks like you're in for your last moments. So let me ask you a few questions before you die. My adrenaline surges, fueling my thirst for final revenge. I'm breathing faster, deeper now. I picture the sweet faces of my late family, my beautiful wife, handsome son, sweet daughter. Didn't you know I would come for you, you piece of crap? You killed my family! How did you do it, huh? Did you hunt them? Follow their scent? Chase them down? Overcome them with brute force? Did my son valiantly defend his mother and sister before you ended his life? Did my wife shield our daughter before you killed her? Did you show any mercy to my daughter? Or did you mindlessly sink your teeth into her innocent skin? They had names, you know. Sarah, Jordan, Lacey. And you took them from me. No. You took them from the world. Well, now I take your life from this world. Killing you has been my only reason for living. When that last sentence came out of my mouth, it was shocking. After I kill this bear, what next? Go back to civilization? No, I can't. They'll think I killed my family instead of this piece of trash bear. I look at its ugly face. I thought bears were supposed to be all cuddly and cute, but I've never seen anything so pathetic. My gosh, I can't believe how much I hate this thing. Tell you what, I shout. How about I keep you alive while I figure out ways to kill you slower? You want some fish? How about some more squirrel jerky? Look at me. Feeding a killer. Don't say I'm not merciful. 
I reach into my bag and pull out a slice of jerky. I skewer it with the tip of my longest spear and hold it up to the bear's mouth. It sniffs and licks the jerky, but that's all. It's too weak to eat. Seriously? You're gonna die on me like this right here and now? I holler. I saw you kill a moose and a black bear. You're gonna let little old Dan Parker kick your sorry, ugly, furry... I pause when I register to the sound of helicopter blades. I turn around as a chopper clears the trees to the north. It makes a circle, then slows, hovers, and lands about 50 yards from me in the tall grass. Two people jump out, one male, one female. Both are wearing olive green shirts, dark green pants, sunglasses, and headphones. National Park Service rangers, no doubt. Ah, crap. They duck under the spinning propeller blades and jog towards me. As they get closer, they put their hands up as if to say, We mean you no harm, Earthling. I just stare at them. Sir! The woman yells. Again, I just stare at them. The male ranger is staring at the downed bear. Wow! It really is a... He starts. Grizzly! Yeah! I holler. What do you want? I'm a little busy here. Wait, are you Dan Parker? She asks. I consider whether to say yes or no. If I say no, maybe they'll go away. Nah, not likely. They'll ask me for ID. I must look like a wild man, my hair and beard all unkempt, clothes filthy. Plus, I realize, I've got the bear that killed my family right there. There's no way that I can claim I killed them, though they might still try. Yeah, I respond. Please come with us, Mr. Parker. We'll take you home, the male ranger says. Why? I've got nothing to live for. This bear killed and ate my family. The rangers stare at each other. Um, Mr. Parker, your family is looking for you, he says, cupping his hands around his mouth. I stare at him. Helicopter is kind of loud. Maybe I didn't hear him right. My wife and kids were killed by this bear, I reiterate, pointing at the grizzly. So I tracked it, and I was just about done killing it. Then you two showed up. Can I at least finish? Mr. Parker, your wife and kids are alive, the female ranger shouts. Are you guys messing with me? Because I don't think it's funny, I shout. No, we're not, the man says. I stare at the ground for several moments. How can this be? I saw Sarah's torn shirt. The trail of blood. They weren't at the car. There's no way. Is this some kind of trick, I ask? Are you going to take me back and then throw me in jail for my family's murder? No, they are really alive. Come with us, we'll prove it to you, she says. I nod, feeling euphoric. Then start to follow them. And then I stop. Wait. What about the bear, I holler. It hits me that this bear has been my life, my existence, for months. But why should I care? Am I going to miss it? The male ranger puts his hand on my shoulder reassuringly. We'll get fish and wildlife on the radio and call them into these coordinates. Let them handle it. You've been through enough. Come on, he says. Well, there you have it. 
And I only messed up a few times. Hey, look, these single take live recordings, they're not as easy as you think. Even if you were the one that wrote the material that you're reading. Anyway, let me know what you thought. Uh, leave me a review on Spotify or Apple or wherever you download your podcasts. And uh, send me an email, info at davesmail.com. Got some exciting things coming up soon, uh, so stay tuned. Thanks again, and God bless.